So at the end of the day, if you're not eating peanut butter at least six times a week, what are you doing? You know, that's what I've always said. I hear that if you use crunchy peanut butter, though, that it takes the number down to four. Incorrect. Really? Yeah. I don't know. Tell that to George Washington Carver. It's a good point. That's all he's known for. Yeah. Thank peanut you. Butter. Yeah. A little bit of history there. So here we are back in the studio. I'm actually finishing up my bagel for yeah, the morning. I was about to say, it's very uh, present. Right here in the microphone, so why not? <laughs> uh, we're back in the studio to talk about interesting stuff with interesting people around an interesting form of exercise. It's just going to be an interesting morning. Well, or thank goodness. afternoon or evening, whenever you listen to it, right? That's fair. So I think we should do this before we get into all the, the cool stuff. I just want to hear from you, Chase. Like, How's your CrossFit going? Really, really well. <laughs> the, the one time a week that you're making it in is just stellar. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, yeah. Knew, I know you're in trouble right now. Qu- because quality over quantity. Yeah, no <laughs> doubt. You skipped a running wad, and that's a huge red flag. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you're so unwilling to talk about this, right? You're yep. treading in dangerous waters right now. You guys threw me in the pool, so... <laughs> You're right, I think. I don't um, know. That wasn't the phrase, but I think we should probably move on. <laughs> so this week we're going to talk about something that we have actually just given an example of what it sounds like to do poorly, and that is time management. So, What if I'm managing other things of my time better? No, I just meant the introduction to the episode was just poorly planned. I, sorry, I was making it about me. Yeah, again. that was my yeah. attempt at a segue. So you do your thing, you let me do my thing, right? I'll hit the space bar. <laughs> So we're talking about time management, something that no matter what level of CrossFit athlete you are, if you're beginning or you've been part of this community for six or seven years or longer, it's just something that is always a part of what you gotta, you've got to make sure that you're paying attention to. But the fewest amount of people actually um, want to dial that in and make sure that it's not fighting their CrossFit, fighting their life in general, really. So we're going to discuss maybe some major pitfalls that people fall into, how to, how to solve a few of those, and then wrap up this portion of the episode today talking about the benefits of actually paying attention to this. Because let's admit this, Hunter, this isn't really a sexy thing to talk about for most people. Yeah, I think time management is definitely something that uh, most people probably struggle with, and then they probably don't really think about that much. I mean, if you talk to just about any person, you ask them, how's life going? Oh, it's just busy, man. It's busy. I think we live in this in this life lifestyle of everybody is busy all the time and running from place to place all the time and just constantly doing things. But I think if you sit down at the end of the week and look back at the week and what have you actually accomplished with all that busyness, and it probably is not a whole lot. You know, we're, we're running around doing things that – might seem important to us in the moment but really at the end of the day they're not important in the long run they're not furthering us to where we want to get and so I think we want to kind of talk about how do we determine what are the things that we should be spending our time on Um, how can we spend our time uh, you know plan our time better so we can actually get those things in and then what things should we you know you maybe cut out or give less time to um, so that we're we're achieving things and doing things that are going to be meaningful 5, 10, 15 years down the road as opposed to in a week. It doesn't really matter whether we did that a week ago or not. So what, I think what you're saying, I know this pulls a little bit from our friendship, but just to give our audience a, a preview to this, your proposal today is basically when someone says that they're busy, they're really saying that they're lazy. 
that they haven't taken the time to really allocate what they're going to be doing, what their goals are. If someone just throws that word busy at you, we're trying to actually make it a very bad word inside of our community because it's just a catch-all, meaning that you've got a lazy approach to life. Yeah, I don't know if I would go so far as to say lazy. I would say uh, poor, poor planning. I think that if you are um, a good planner and plan your week out at the beginning of the week, maybe on Sunday, and plan out what you're going to do that week and know what you need to do, you're going to be able to get everything in and you're going to have a lot of time left over. I think you would be surprised that if you go to and check out some of the top performers in any industry and watch how they spend their day, a lot of them probably have a lot of free time. You know, they probably are spending, you know, a lot of free time doing what they want to do, but then they're also very diligent about getting the things done that they need to do and they know they're important and they're making time for those and doing them in a very regimented way so they do have time to do the other things that they want to do. Chris, you bring this up from time to time also. Um, this is, And it's interesting how this topic bleeds over into the box but is also much more general but i've heard you say chris to a lot of us don't mistake volume for progress just because you're doing a lot doesn't mean that you're moving forward yeah absolutely um a lot of people will uh you you definitely wouldn't call them lazy because they're always doing something but um like uh, like hunter was saying if they don't take the time to um to budget uh, to budget this amount of time for this particular activity or this particular project, you end up yeah um, doing a lot without getting a lot accomplished. So um, I think uh, uh, being uh, just being uh, being present in uh, in what you're uh, and being um, uh, very precise about what's uh, what's coming up next on the schedule and being able to uh to focus strictly on that i know that that's something that i struggle with a lot i will uh tell myself okay I'm, i've got to go down onto the uh to the main floor and uh at, at our gym and do some stuff and i'll start you know straightening up dumbbells or something like that and then i'll see something else over in the corner that needs to be and i'll go over there start doing that and i'll see something else and then i completely i've completely walked away from what i originally went down there to do so it's uh, it's something that uh, admittedly I definitely struggle with, but it's something that I'm trying to be more uh, intentional about and trying to get better at. We say all the time that um, the way that you're you're forced into the programming inside of CrossFit, and that's not negative language; that's really positive language. That this stuff bleeds over into the rest of your life. Would you guys say that the amount of time that you've been in CrossFit, where you're not just walking into a, a gym and trying to decide what you're going to do for the day, you're following a program, has really bled over into? Actually, wanted to talk about this topic today. That it's taught you some things. Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, you come into a CrossFit class, every minute is planned out and set up to get the maximum amount of the hour you're you're in you got mobility you got warm-up you got skill work you got uh, technique work you got strength work whatever it is that day then you got a workout and you have a given amount of time for that and then you have a cool down and all that is meant to be done in an hour whereas you know for me you know I used to go in the gym and it was be like all right I'm gonna do a set of this and oh here's my buddy over here let me go talk to him for a minute catch up with what he's doing oh i'll go get another set oh somebody moved on to my equipment let me go do something else next thing you know you've been there an hour and a half and you've done three exercises and you're not you hadn't even broke a sweat and you're just not really using your time very well so i think using that 
that model of the class of, hey, this is it's already planned out. This is exactly how it's going to go for this hour. You can transfer that over to all other aspects of your life and, you know, you know, achieve things a lot higher than you thought you normally could. And, you know, I think the coach, every day you come in, the coach has a plan. This is what we're working on today. They're going to tell you at the beginning so you know, well, this is the focus of this hour. This is the focus of this 10 minutes. And I think, you know, you can apply that to your life as well. This is the focus of Monday from 2 to 4. This is what I'm going to be focusing on, and I'm not going to let any distractions, uh, you know, deter me from getting, getting the work in on that area. Absolutely. And you get instant feedback. And I will admit, and uh, I'm not scared to admit this, actually I am, but I will admit that I'm one of those guys that if, if things are not going well overall, then I'm the guy that's running into class late. I'm like tying my shoes as we're getting instructions for the workout. So you get this instant feedback in your life when you're involved with CrossFit. If you run up against something that is scheduled and you can't get in line with that schedule, for me, it's often an indicator. If that happens to me one or two times, I'm like, man, something's wrong. I'm getting that feedback. And this is what we're trying to kind of push into the life of our listeners right now is that it's a comprehensive strategy for life because we we have to acknowledge we have to admit that most people run into obstacles with their fitness journey because they feel like they don't have time to allocate to be in the gym even in a modality like crossfit that is one hour it is one yeah. hour you're in your we're talking car door to car door yeah. and they still convince themselves they don't have the time to do it so we're trying to give a couple of strategies here this is related to fitness but it's also life in general because fitness is part uh, of, a, of a lifestyle having discipline having time management so let's talk about just specifically if we have listeners that are trying to figure out am i a person that's not managing my time well i'm getting a lot of stuff done i'm available for people i'm kind of happy with showing up at the gym two maybe three times a week on a good week how do we let them know if they're involved in a pitfall what does the time management pitfall actually look like uh so for me what i started thinking about was okay um let me look back at the things that i did in a day and a week from now, are those going to be that important? Or in a year from now, is, that, is it going to matter whether I did those things? So we can take a day where you're super busy running, running, doing a lot of things. So maybe you, you, uh, you go to the grocery store, uh, you go to another store to buy something else, you come home, uh, you do the laundry, you clean the kitchen, you do the dishes, uh, you put the laundry up, uh, you make your, your dinner for the day. You might have been running all day long and... Yeah, those things were important, but at the end of the day, is that furthering you, getting you closer to your goals? No, you just did a whole lot of busy work. Yeah, the laundry needs to be done. Yeah, stuff needs to be clean. But, you know, if you if you have a goal of I want to be at this point in my job or in my career or I want to have this much money or I want to be have lost 20 pounds or whatever the case may be, none of those took you any any steps further towards your goal. So, identifying what activities am I doing that maybe I could uh, plan better during, you know, on Sunday for the whole week, get them all done in one small amount of time instead of spreading them out over two, three, four, five days and 30 hour long segments where I have to drive here, drive there, and I'm eating all my time up. Maybe find one afternoon where I get all my cleaning and laundry and everything done for the whole week Maybe I go to the grocery store one time during the week and prep my food for the whole week instead of going to the grocery store every single day um, and being smarter about that. That way I'm giving myself more time to do the stuff that's going to matter 5, 10, 15 years down the road, like taking care of my health and fitness, working out, you know, 
doing the, the learning and research work that I need to do to help me achieve my career goals, uh, whatever the case may be. What you're referencing, and this is just a well-practiced principle, um, Stephen Covey is actually the guy that put this out in book form almost 26 years ago. He calls it the tyranny of the urgent, that so many people fall prey to the tyranny of the urgent. And how this works out is you look up from your life and you see someone accomplish something incredible and you think, man, that, that guy's a natural or that girl's a natural. How did they, how are they able to do that? And you just kind of bypass the fact that you've been operating in urgent things and that person's been chasing a goal. So, but one of the pitfalls is if you don't have major goals in your life, then you're automatically going to fall prey to the tyranny, tyranny of the urgent. But some people do have goals and the urgent moves in. Chris, have you experienced this in your life? You're like, I've got goals, but the urgent kind of moves in. I've, and I find myself, you find yourself paying attention to that for too long. Oh yeah, absolutely. And, um, I think uh, one of the major uh, major signs of that is, uh, you know, I um, I try to I try to make sure that I have uh, less of these days than more. But you'll get to the end of the day and you're just completely exhausted, completely zapped. You've been running around all day, but then when you sit down, you reflect on your day. You're like, man, I don't feel like I got anything accomplished. And a part of the reason that I think that that happens to some people is because they don't have a clear, defined goal for the day. You know, like if I if I really if I sit down, if I sit down at the beginning of the day and I said, okay, I've got to get this, this, and this done, regardless of what else happens. That uh, you take care of that, you know, and I still have other st- other stuff to do on top of it. But if I can make sure that those three things or those however many things get done, I can sit there at the end of the day. And I can um, I can say you know what I'm tired I'm exhausted but man today was a very productive day. Yeah, it's so easy to fall into this. I think for me one of my my major pitfalls just with the type of work that I do is that if uh, appointment requests from other people are always more important than my goals, I'm, I get in a lot of trouble. So if somebody else is running my schedule, and usually this happens because I haven't sat down like you're talking about, Hunter. I mean the grocery store is a real thing. I find myself. Uh, walking into our local grocery store and I realized I've been here three days in a row to get one thing or the next and I should have just taken some time to make a list and make this happen I mean this is just real life stuff you know you find yourself visiting this these establishments over and over again Uh, but if other people request my time and I've got nothing that I've predetermined that will block that we're going to get to this in a little bit of the solution portion man I get in a lot of trouble there yeah, that's a that's a really good a really good analogy. Like going back and forth to the grocery store. I mean, if it takes you ten minutes to drive from your house to the grocery store, that's uh, and it, and you're you're in there for ten minutes. I mean, that's uh, you know, let's a say, lot of let, minutes. Yeah, yeah. Let's let's say it's three <laughs> trips. That's an hour and a half out of the week. Where if you if you'd have taken five minutes to look around the kitchen, see what you needed, and see what you needed to get done right then, you do it in one trip. You save yourself an hour. And, yeah, for me with the grocery store thing, I always go on Sunday. And if I don't go to the grocery store on Sunday and buy my stuff, my whole week is messed up. Like yeah. I'm I'm going on Monday or going on Tuesday and it just throws me off and then I'll forget something I got to go back, but I try to make sure I get everything I need for the week. And if I don't, I get kind of angry with myself cuz I know I'm like, man, I got to go back to the store and get this and this is going to cost me like an hour yeah. because it always ends up taking more time and then mental energy cuz you're thinking about that instead of thinking about other things you could be doing. Um, so, you know, that's, that's a really easy, simple thing that you can think about, you know, food, what am I going to eat for every meal for the week? Most people don't have any idea what, what they're going to eat for lunch or what they're going to eat for dinner. But if you can think about playing your week out in advance, all right, okay, maybe I'll go out to eat on 
this meal, this meal, and this meal, but all my other meals, I already know what I'm going to eat. I already have the, the stuff in my uh, kitchen. And then even better, I've already prepped it and made it so I don't have to think about it. Think about how much time you, you spend prepping food throughout the week, thinking about where I'm going to eat, talking about where I'm going to eat, you know, trying to decide. And that just saves you a whole lot of time and mental energy if you just prepare your food for, for the beginning of the week. So a lot of time management comes down to having a plan. So I think all of our listeners are probably right there with us. And in fact, most of them are probably frustrated with us saying, I'd, I'd love to go by the grocery store one time a week. Or, you don't know my life. You don't know my job. You don't know my rhythm. <laughs> I mean, these are the things I'm actually thinking these things sitting here listening to the two of you. Everybody's um, got a story. Yeah, everybody's got a story. So I, maybe it would be helpful if we just kind of dive into and we've been bleeding over into <laughs> this just a little bit of what are some things that we can do to keep from going into these pitfalls? I mean, other than the grocery store, or what are some basically life hacks to say we want to have time management down in our life so we can create room for the things that matter to us and for guys like us the girls that are listening as well it's just uh, getting into the gym is a top priority establishing a healthy lifestyle and being fit is a top priority and realizing that's not going to happen in just three hours a week it takes more than that so what do we get in there and what are some things that uh, the average person who's clocking 40 to 50 hours at a job a week can figure out how to implement into their life I think uh, I think you just uh, said it with that word uh, with that word priority you know looking at looking at your life and establishing what are the priorities what ha- what absolutely has to be done regard you know regardless of anything else so like I know uh, for me um, at uh, at my ho- in my home life and uh, and at the gym I mean I have I have responsibilities at both uh, at both places when I'm at the gym I have a checklist that I have to go through I've got to make sure that uh, that certain things uh, that certain things are done that certain things are in place and uh, once uh, once those things are uh, are finished and set then I can move on to something that's uh, that's further down the priority list when I'm uh, when I'm uh, when I'm at home you know I've got to make sure that when I when I get home I've got certain responsibilities I got to make sure that uh, that these different things are done. And then once that is uh, set, I, you know, I can kind of move on. I can move on to other things. If I've got extra uh, work that, ne- that uh, like for the gym that needs to be done, I can do that. Or uh, if I want to have time to myself, I can do that. And I think that's a another thing is um, you don't want to fall into the trap of giving yourself so much that uh, that you end up being uh, just being a complete slave to your uh, to your responsibilities. Um, I heard a really something really cool. This guy was uh, it was Jordan Peterson. Actually, I keep coming back to this guy. This I is like the him lobster so much. man, right? Yeah, yeah, the lobster man. Stand up straight, lobster man. Exactly. Yeah. But uh, he talked about to treat yourself like a like an employee that you have that you want to see succeed. You know, like you've got responsibilities that you're supposed to take care of, and um, if you get uh, just like if somebody were working for you, you want them to do to do their job, and they want to do it so that they can get paid. Well, if you want if uh, you got something that you want to do, maybe it's uh, you know sit out on the on the on the back porch and chill for uh, for thirty minutes. You know, set that as a as a reward for the responsibilities that you get done. You know, say okay, I want I want to make I want to go out on the back porch and chill for 30 minutes, but before I do that, I've got to get X Y and Z done. Yeah, that's good. Um something that I I have read about and and I think a lot of people do is the the urgent and uh, important matrix. I think Dwight Eisenhower came up with with it, but basically it's four quadrants 
and uh, you divide your your task into whichever quadrant it is. So they're on on one axis is important or not important, and the other axis is urgent or not urgent. Have you guys seen that before? No, it sounds fascinating though. So the top left quadrant would be important and urgent, and those are things that you do. Okay, so they're important and they're urgent, so you need to do them. Um, important or not urgent, those are the things that they're not urgent, but they're going to be the long-term things that are going to help you achieve your goals in the long term. So something like working out, it's not urgent that you do it, but it's very important because it's going to help you achieve your goals. Maybe that's something like doing some further education in your in your industry so that it's going to help you progress farther in your job. Stuff like that, you know, reading, things that you're investing in yourself putting time in yourself to help you achieve your goals but they don't have to be done right this second those are the things that you need to plan out because if you don't put them on the schedule and plan them out you're not going to do them because you're just going to find other things to to take those time but that is the most important quadrant of things to get done but because those are the things that are going to matter 5 10 15 20 years down the road then the bottom left quadrant is called urgent and not important that's delegate and that's something that I think a lot of people really drop the ball on is delegating things that are they need to be done but if you can delegate them delegate them uh Tim Ferriss in his four-hour workweek book talks about you know all he talks about this in detail about he's delegating all of his different activities that need to be done but he doesn't need to waste his time doing because other people can do them for him so for example for me that's like cleaning my house you know i pay somebody to clean my house yeah i pay him a pretty good amount of money but to me that is a good investment because if i was having to clean my house all the time that's a lot of time that i would be spending cleaning and somebody can do it better than me and i can use that time that i would have been done cleaning investing it in myself trying to further my education trying to you know, you know, grow the business, whatever the case may be. And so for me, that's a very good trade-off by having somebody else do it. And there, you know, you could, there's all kinds of different tasks you can delegate, but look what areas in your life are important things that need to be done, but there or urgent things that are needs to be done, but they're not, not necessarily very important. You know, the, the house is going to get dirty again. You know, the laundry is going to be need to be done again, you know, stuff like you're going to have to go to the grocery store again, which of those can you delegate? And then the bottom right corner is not urgent and not important. Those are things you just eliminate. So what activities are you doing that are not urgent and they're not important that you can just completely cut out? So I think if you go through everything you do throughout the week and plan it in those, put in those four quadrants, and then I think you can have a lot more clarity about where you need to be spending your time and what you need to be doing. Two things I want to mention that uh, from both of your comments, I'll address yours first, Hunter. I think when people hear a uh, matrix like that, normally they think, well, I don't own a company or I'm, I'm not as important as that actually sounds. But what's so beautiful about that is that, that co- the matrix there doesn't have a prejudice. Like it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. You know, we have um, teenagers that work out of our box that could really benefit from making decisions that way and I think it keeps you away from a lot of impulse decisions and as we all know impulse decisions can get you in a lot of trouble. I want to cut in on that really quick you said not every person owns a company I disagree I think every single person owns a company that's themselves you are a company word and you are if you as the moment you start realizing that you are a company and think of yourself as that way if you think I am 
I am Ben Derrick Incorporated, you're going to start treating yourself a lot different. Ben loved the sound of that. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I'm already thinking of my name. I started with like Beast, Wheels are if, Beast yeah. LLC or something. <laughs> I don't know. But, but think about it. You are, you are a, a company. You're, you're, you're put on this earth to do a specific thing, and you have th- tasks that need to be done and things that need to be done every single week, and you're trying to reach your goals. Why would you not treat yourself like a, a corporation and schedule and plan things out and delegate things that need to be done the moment you start i read this in a book i can't remember what book it was but they he said the moment i started thinking about myself as a company it completely changed my mindset on everything so think about that you know you are a company yeah it's not hard to believe that you can't remember what book you read it in for one (laughs) it's all the books you read yeah i agree with you and i think this gets to something that's going to sound like i'm contradicting you with that but i'm not what chris mentioned and that you can just schedule yourself out and that you're available for other people you're not available for yourself i think one thing that we all fall into a trap pitfall we all fall into is that um we believe that what we do our vocation our job what we do is who we are and that's actually not the truth. It's, it's never been the truth. We actually bring who we are to what we do. And I think we've all experienced that if we're um, involved in these pitfalls of time management, then our productivity decreases, our creativity de- decreases, and we're less valuable to the people that are around if we don't spend time investing in ourselves. And unashamedly, we'll say on this podcast, that's so much of what being in a gym is actually about, being a part of CrossFit is actually about. I'm investing in myself. My only competition is myself. I mean, it's a way to be extremely selfish in a healthy way. And I think we really want to encourage people to take control in the things that they can take control of so that they can build this time, this margin in their lives to invest in themselves because as you're pointing out hunter uh we all deserve it so i think we've established a couple little hacks but with the matrix but i want to dig in just a little bit deeper uh one thing that i've incorporated in my life over the past month i, I had it for a while and then left and have come back to it, it's called time blocking have you guys heard of time blocking so you figure out how long you're awake and every minute that you're awake you assign it's just like budgeting with your money you actually budget with your time and uh, using technology for this has been really great for me because because I can set alarms on appointments and it helps me as a guy that's very non-confrontational and I don't like to break conversations that's what gets me in trouble a lot to have my calendar go off and remind me that I have an appointment that I've got to commute to get to the next appointment and all I have to do is look across the table and say hey man I'd love to keep talking but I've got an appointment I got to make and that appointment is actually I don't have to tell them this with myself at the gym (laughs) you know and that's so you're seeing yourself as a company so being able to time block say I wake up I do this thing then I go to that thing then I do this thing that way when those things that hit the different quadrants go off in my mind I can schedule them because I know I've got time coming up for that in the future and I don't have to stop what I'm doing and do it right now so meal prep is a huge way you're just like paying that forward where you don't have to make all these small decisions we have a guy that we work with that actually decides what he's going to wear every day on Sunday and that sound crazy, but he sets up his clause like, this is what I'm wearing Monday, this is what I'm wearing Tuesday, so that when he wakes Very up, cool. he's not wasting that energy trying to figure out what he's going to put on for that's, the day. That's really cool. That's, it's amazing how much energy you actually use making decisions. And if you can cut out as many decisions, daily decisions that you have to make every day, you're just saving that energy for for other aspects. So that's really cool. One thing I'm going to do actually today is just go ahead and plan to not quit in the middle of the workout. So I'm not trying to figure out if I'm going to stop or not stop right in the middle of the workout. Can you elaborate on exactly what the workout is? Because the audience doesn't know. Yeah, I think something happened with what goes on with our website. The wall balls are 30 pounds instead of 20 pounds today. And the the, uh, rep scheme seemed like it increased. And then the rest... 
I think it's programmed rest, but it's a bar hang. Who fills in the website? Yeah, for the so watch. I think yeah. you need to talk to the website guy. About that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, boy, I wish I could take the uh, latitude. Sounds like you got a really good coach to change the workout. <laughs> yeah, let's talk about why a bar hang is so difficult. Can we do that for just a second? Speak Small about hands. time management. Small hands. Yeah, if you want to figure out exactly what time lapsing feels like then you hang from a bar and you hit about 30 seconds and you think, man, I'm wasting a lot of time in my life. You know? <laughs> One thing we haven't talked about and I think we need to address because we're, we're going to step on some toes, including our own. I think we spend a lot of time attempting to entertain ourselves and that time just completely disappears. You know, you, you find yourself watching the next episode and the next episode and the next episode. And it's the way that the entertainment industry is built. And it's not that all entertainment is bad for us, but we can spend a lot of time there. Time passes and we don't actually know or realize how long we've been sitting there watching TV, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. And uh, I, something that I'm very uh, diligent about is doing research before I start investing my time in a TV show. I'm not going to just... Wait a minute. You're kidding me, right? Yeah. Like you do some background checks on the show. Oh, absolutely. That's an incredible idea. I'm, I'm the total buffoon. It's just like, oh, they, they no. sent a preview. I'm I, watch that. <laughs> I will not ever start a show until it, it at least has proven that A, it's good, and B, it's going to be around for a while. Because I've gone in the trap before um, of watching a show and getting into it, and then it gets canceled or it just it gets terrible after a little while. And so I'm like, man, I invested 24 hours in this show. And then it just started sucking. So I'm not going to do that. I will not start a show unless I know it's going to be good. I will do research on it. Same thing with movies. I will not watch a movie if it has bad reviews. I'm just not going to waste my two hours doing Thank that. Thank you. There's no reason you should watch a bad movie. And and I, there's and, no and, and we've talked about reality TV. We've, we've talked about reality TV before in here. I used to watch a lot of reality TV, and I realized like, man, this is not furthering me in any way. And so, like, you can get sucked up in watching hours and hours of reality TV. But for me, if I'm going to spend my time watching TV, I'm going to spend it watching a high-quality show that has good reviews that I, I think has been well done and that also I'm going to be able to talk about with other people. Number one show in America right now, Roseanne. <laughs> for better yeah. or for worse. No kidding. It's the number one show <laughs> right now. Is it really? Yeah, yeah. Wow. I, I think the show you were referencing, you fell into the trap where it just – turned sour eventually was game of thrones right no 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 prison break (laughs) oh prison break yeah they totally jumped a shark when they got out of prison you're like wait a minute the first season was (laughs) awesome and after that i was like i cannot believe i'm still watching the show but i have to see how it ends and and then after that i said i will never again watch a show before i i I know if it's going to be good for the whole show walking dead has completely failed me Oh they're, man, they're I could have called that season one. Oh wait yeah. a minute now, you sound dejected about that whole thing. You really had your hopes high. Huh? Just uh, just watched the uh, the season finale on Wednesday, and I turned the TV off and just stared at the TV for about five minutes. <laughs> it, like, it's well, hard to cut the plug on a show that you've been watching for six or seven it is, years because you're so into. It's like breaking up with it's it. Like, right? It's like they were trying to make me quit. quit oh, watching. it's harder than a breakup, man. <laughs> <laughs> Don't make that analogy. Uh, I had a couple of strategies I wanted to, to, to talk about that, that I've started doing. Uh, one is every morning, um, first off, I started having a morning routine. Um, and if I do my morning routine in the morning, that just really sets me up for the whole day. And I have, you know, I've started waking up earlier so I can get it all done. And I've actually been like, man, I want to start waking up even earlier because there's more things I want to get done. Because I've, I've found out that if there's some things that are important that I need to get done – 
if I get caught up in the in the business of the day, a lot of times I don't get them done. But I can get up in the morning before you know I start having responsibilities and and people that that are that are you know pulling on me to do things. I can get them done in the morning, but that sets me up and gets me. I start getting things accomplished in the day. First, I make my bed every single morning. I used to never make my bed, but you know, if you make your bed in the morning and you come home at the end of the day and you don't feel like you got anything accomplished, well, you can look and say, well, at least I made my bed. And so you're like, well, at least I did something today that was that got. And it's just that first task that you check off the list in the morning. And there's some other things I do, but in, in that morning routine, I write down on a on a uh, sticky note, three the three things that I need to do that uh, that day that are if I get these three th- three things done, if nothing else happens, today is a win for me. And so, and I try not to make them like you know busy things like oh I need to go to the grocery store, oh I need to do this, you know I do need to do those things, but it's more things like these are things that I need to do that are going to further me towards my goals, whether it's in business or personal or whatever. So I try to make sure and get those things done every day. Now I don't get them done every single day, but I write them down. And then when I get them done, I cross it off. And it's something really fulfilling about getting something done and being able to cross it off the list. You know what I mean? And then at the end of the day, you know, maybe I didn't get it done, but then I'll, I'll do it the next day or have it on my list the next day. And so it gets done, you know, maybe in a day or two, but it's putting those things down every single day that, that really helps me out. And so, uh, and then another thing is I wrote the article about it and I think I read it, but, uh, it's having a checklist. And at the end of the day, I just, I have a checklist of all the things that I know I needed to do that day that are, are daily habits that I'm trying to implement. And I just go through and check off the ones that I've done. And then at the end of the week, I can kind of tally up my score and see how I did that week. I'm like, man, I did, I didn't get as much done this week as I needed to. I'm going to try to tighten up next week. But that goes back to what you talked about earlier, knowing your goals, knowing where you want to get to, what things I needed to get done every single day, checking those off. And then, you know, you can monitor your progress that way, because if you're not measuring what you're doing, you have you really have no idea if you're getting getting the things done that you think you are or not. There's a lot of actual research uh, around that checking off the box on a checklist of what it does for you mentally and emotionally. Uh, and that your body actually craves to have that feeling again. So it takes you back to the list to check another thing off, just a little bit of a life hack there. Just out of curiosity, Chase, I'm kind of wondering, what's the first thing you do in your morning routine? Are you a make-the-bed kind of guy? Oh, no, the second I get up, I get in the shower, so it wakes me up. Really? Shower first, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, and then I do other stuff. Yeah, I pee first. So I'm wondering if I like if I don't flush the toilet when I come home, I was like, man, I didn't get anything done today. <laughs> and then I looked down and I was like, oh, yeah, I did. I did something. I don't First think thing. that's going to fly with you, bro. You don't think that'll work? That'll work? Um, here's something I want to say that I've, I've kind of figured out. And, uh, Chris, you have uh, kids and, or a kid. Well, one you know about at least. And um, so uh, <laughs> one for sure. One for sure, yeah. So there are some things that come into our lives that, you know, they're a little bit unpredictable. But one thing I figured out is that, Every family has a rhythm, and every job actually has a rhythm. If you sit back and you study what the rhythm is, then you can accommodate for that, and you don't schedule things that are going to fight those things that have to happen at a particular time. You know, I've, I take my sons to school every morning, so if I were to sit down a time block or make a checklist or say I'm going to fill this out every morning before I get going, if I schedule that time right when I'm supposed to be taking my sons to school that happens every morning, then I'm fighting against myself. So my, my personal hack with a family environment is to say, okay, I know that my wife's life and my children's children's lives run on this this sort of schedule so that I'm not fighting trying to get my priorities done 
I need to make sure that I'm accommodating with a plan. I think the way that it frustrates me uh, as a man at least is if I've got these priorities and I'm trying to meet these goals in my life and I feel like I'm fighting everything around me all the time to do it, if I just step back and look at the rhythm then I can see pockets that are acceptable and also if I have a plan it's easier for me to have conversations with my wife about hey I'd like to do this but currently our rhythm looks this way. Is there a way we could shift this one way or the other just to have that, that conversation about it? Have you found that taking a plan to your family has, has helped you get your priorities done? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I'm very, uh, very fortunate to have a, uh, a very, very supportive, uh, supportive wife and you know, just a support network at home in general. Um, me and my wife both kind of share the, uh, the same kind of a uh, same kind of schedule for those of you who don't know she's a teacher and a softball coach and so I mean we work similar schedules we typically work very very late and um things uh things like that but when we uh when we get home I mean we are uh we are tag teaming duties right off uh, right off the bat you know as soon as uh as soon as I walk in I'm uh usually either uh, if Kennedy hasn't been bathed I'm getting her bathed while uh, while Katie's finishing up cooking dinner when uh, when I get her done getting bathed, Katie starts getting her down. I eat, do the dishes. Then me and Katie are able to have some uh, some time together once she uh, once she goes to bed. But um, something that uh, something that that helped me was really taking advantage of the time that I have uh, on my commute back home. Is uh, making sure that I am that I am taking that time to really to wind down. To have time with myself, to uh, to decompress, and um, being very uh, being very proactive with that. Like, I mean, if anybody anybody sees me around the gym, you know, I've got earbuds in my ear all the time. I'm always listening to something. I try to make sure that I listen to something that's a that's more positive on the way home. Like, I used to I used to listen to a lot of like a like political debates and stuff like that on the way home, and it would get me just mad and fired up, and I had to quit <laughs> had to quit doing that because I yeah. get home and I'm all riled up now. But um, I, I try to either like listen to music or sometimes just ride in silence and um and just breathe and decompress. That way, I know like as soon as I get in the driveway and I get home, it's time to uh you know take care of those take care of those priorities that I've already got set. And you know, and priority number one is go in there and be be dad and be a and be a husband and um make sure that uh that everything at home is running smoothly and that just carries over to uh to my work life if uh, things are things are running smoothly at home i feel more feel more confident and um and positive walking into work and everything just flows better that's that's great that's something i do too when i drive i don't ever listen to the radio anymore uh i only listen to podcasts and it's amazing when you start listening to podcasts, you don't realize how much time you're spending in the car, but you'll get through an hour and a half podcast like in no time. Mm -hmm. And so like there's, you know, there's countless hours that I've spent in the car learning and listening, um, as opposed to just mindlessly listening to the radio and not, not furthering myself at all. So trying to use that time in the car, listen to podcasts. Some people listen to books on tape, whatever the case may be, but that's really valuable time that you could be using, um, to learn or to do something like that, or like Chris said, just decompress and get his mind ready to be able to uh, be in a, a good mindset when he gets home. You know, that's that's crucial time that you could be using. But if you're just listening to, you know, the radio station that's playing the same songs over and over and over again, you're not really getting getting something out of it. I'll e I'll even do that, like with you know trying to listen to something that uh that's going to that's going to help me, that's going to further me as a person. You know, whether it's uh uh, something having to do with uh, 
uh, with training or faith or whatever. I try to listen to those things while I'm doing things that don't require a lot of thought, like putting dishes away, mowing the lawn, straightening things up in the gym. I try to make sure that I'm, uh, if I don't have to be 100% focused on something, that I'm getting some kind of positive input. Here's something, too, that uh, that Ben Bergeron posted not too long ago. Um, and, you know, people always talk about, oh, I don't have time to do this. I don't have time to do that. Well, if you go on your phone and go to settings and select battery, scroll down and hit the clock icon on the right, and it'll show you how much time in the last 24 hours and the last seven days you spend in every app on your phone. Hmm. And no you, way. You, I'm not facing that music. <laughs> you will be blown away <laughs> at how much time you have apps open on your phone. It is unbelievable. So I challenge you, if if you are really serious about, I don't ever have time to do this, click on settings on your phone, select battery, scroll down and hit the clock icon on the right. And it'll show you how much time you've spent in different apps. And I mean, Instagram app, I mean, hours and hours a week. It's it's just crazy. Um, two, other, two other things that I, I do um, that have that really helped me out one email um it's so easy just as soon as you get an email to respond right back um and it just it can get you you can be in the middle of something oh i got a i got a notification oh i got an email let me read it oh what's this uh let me respond to it and that you know that can set you back 10 15 minutes because then you got to get back into what you're doing um but picking a time I, i have two times a day that i will check and respond to my emails you know, one time around lunchtime and one time at night. And I'll just go through all my emails, check them, respond to them. And then I'm not going to check my email the rest of the day because I know it's going to set me set me back. Another thing is phone calls. You know, a lot of times, you know, you'll get a phone call in the middle of something and it's real easy to, you know, pick up the phone, see what's going on. Next thing you know, you got a 10, 15 minute conversation and then you got to get back into it. If you're, you know, unless it's just a time, a good time for you to take a phone call, don't answer the phone if you're in the middle of something. Call them back, you know, and somebody might get mad at you. Say, hey, this was important. Well, just because you didn't plan and you needed something done right away doesn't mean it's it's an ur- you know urgent for me, you know, because I am in the middle of doing something important that I need to get done. I will get back to you when I get done with that. But at, in the meantime, you know, I need to get this done. Um, so those are those are a couple of things that I do being just being you know setting boundaries stuff like that that's awesome so if i see myself as a company that means my voicemail is my receptionist exactly so i don't don't have to apologize for someone leaving a voicemail in fact i think i'm going to put it in my my greeting on my voicemail please leave a message with my receptionist which is my voicemail all right so i actually did what you said i actually took your advice i put on my phone were you doing this also chase all right so i'm gonna i'm gonna tell you my top three uh my podcasting app all right, I spent, uh, well... I wouldn't count that because that's irrelevant. something that you're, yeah, you're... Oh, no, I'm counting it because the other stuff's really embarrassing. All right, <laughs> so we have the podcast, then we have messages. Well, and how many hours do you have in the last this, week? Let's it, just say in the last week. Come ir- on. Irrelevant. Be vulnerable, uh, Bob. Okay. Be vulnerable. Uh, it's telling me that in my podcast, it's 1.6 hours. I don't know, am I doing this right? Hitting the, hitting the clock, Yeah. Yeah. 
Okay. Then we go to messages, and I'm at three and a half hours. Holy cow! And this is in seven days. This is seven days. That's a lot of text messages. I wonder if it. I wonder if it tracks your desktop messages too, because you are on your desktop messages. Way That's true. More yeah. Well, well, it, the same still holds true, right, Hunter? I mean, you're yeah. interacting with technology. Yeah. This is shocking to me. Instagram is number three. Yeah. Oh. Your yeah. Instagram? Yeah. I'm, I feel like I'm never on Instagram. Yeah. Wow. I never post. Maybe I'm just like creeping watching watching people <laughs> more than I realized those are my top three so it's yeah that was a really surprising exercise last thing I want to mention here and I think this is probably that one of those last step conversations you guys are always talking about making sure that you do the first things first and then we'll get to the last things later uh, the very last level for me that I have realized in my life with time management is that sometimes I've got to actually cut people out of my life because they're they don't have when we get back to the goal conversation they don't have the types of goals that i have they mismanage their time or they're trying to pull me into a certain uh, type of hobby that's just not important for me and, you know they're not working out so they have a lot of time to do this other thing and i might actually enjoy it but you know that may seem like a very petty reason for cutting someone out but if someone's life is dominated by golf and they're always wanting to play golf and i don't play golf then we're probably not going to be best friends and i just i need to let you get to that outer circle and not be in my inner circle I don't, I don't think that's petty at all I mean that goes back to treating yourself as a corporation and you have goals that you want to get out of your life and you know it goes back to you're the five people that you spend the most time with you're the sum of the five people you spend the most time with and so if you're surrounding yourself with people who are detracting you from those goals and and taking <clears throat> taking you away from them it's not going to get you to where you where you want to be so I don't think that's you know, it's not saying I'm not going to be friends with you anymore or anything like that, or I'm, I'm sure. a, a cold shoulder, but at the same time, like, you know, at this point in my life, these are my goals, you know, going out and whatever it is, talking about golf five days a week or going to the golf course all the time is not getting me to where I want to be. So at this point in my life, you know, this, that I'm just going to have to take, take a step back from this. Yeah, golf and hunting. I'm not, I'm not talking down on anybody who does, who does either one, but for Ike, for you have a lot of people that do it for me personally in my life right now I cannot think of two things that would absolutely just probably be the biggest waste of time for me at this point and I mean, like my <laughs> man you get you start getting into hunting talking yeah. about people around here that's a yeah back start, away you're back gonna away. step on some toes yeah. but, but it, it just like it comes down to like my uh my father-in-law has some land. I know, like over the holidays, he always asks me if I want to if I want to get up early and go hunting. But I mean, the, the thing is, like, man, I'm I get up early enough, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, and you you see it all the time. Like people will say, oh, I'm so busy all the time. But when hunting season comes around, oh yeah, they're hunting almost every single day, mm-hmm. and it's like you're spending, you know, eight to twelve hours a day getting getting to the woods getting getting in your uh stand coming back from the woods getting into duck blind whatever the case entire be. weekends entire weekends for weeks on end for months and you know i i get it you know spending time in nature that's great it's it clears your mind you can relax and all that stuff but is all you know all that time what is that getting you towards you know i i, I think that there's a, a a fine line between getting out there and hunting and enjoying nature and just going out there all day, every day for months on end. And I don't know, you know, that, I think that's a topic for a whole nother day, but yeah. Yeah. Maybe we need to push that off to another podcast. Really what I was trying to do in talking about cutting people out of your life is, uh, having a pretty direct conversation with Chase. I just, <laughs> oh. uh, I feel like maybe we're not chasing. Well, the Chase has goals, already man. pretty much cut me completely out of his life. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, there we go. Listen, man. 
beautiful time for a transition here, and I love, I love how opposite. Not even give him a chance to defend himself. Yeah, no. no I, 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 I love have anything to say. How opposite this topic is. We're going into our segment that we have called Outside the Box, and we're actually discussing video games. We're discussing video games. After all this time, the largest about time, management. time waster on the planet. And I think you guys are picking topics that you know are just immediately going to date me. I just I feel like there's a huge conspiracy going on here. So I'm not going to sit this one out, but I'm definitely going last. I think we just work. No, our... you should go first. Oh my goodness! All right, so we have our top three video games. Are they top three all time or top three personal favorites? I, I'd say top three personal favorites. Yeah, because yeah, yeah, there's favorites. a difference between the favorites ones I and spent greatest the most of all time. time playing. Okay. All right. So I will lead off with this, and I understand where we're and the, our entire audience knows. Exactly start at number three. How this is going to go. Uh, all right, I will start at number three. I'll start at number three for me is actually the original Super Mario Brothers. Yeah. Because the first time I played it was at Golf World in, in Jackson, Mississippi. And it was a truly, it was an arcade game. You had to pay 25 cents. And I couldn't get past World 1. I couldn't get to the flag. <laughs> uh, but then they released the Nintendo you could buy at home. And it came with Super Mario Brothers. Man, I can't tell you. I probably wa- if I had that on my phone, I probably wasted from oh, years, yeah. you know, seven to nine <laughs> playing Mario Brothers, and it correlated actually with a, a time in my life where I gained a lot of weight, which maybe we should refer to other episodes there. <laughs> but uh, man, I never really got into Duck Hunt. That came with it as well. But Super Mario, I mean, I don't know how you could really, uh, you could have an argument with that particular video game. No. So I, I have a quick. I'll, I'll jump in. And I have a quick story on Super Mario or Mario Brothers. Uh, my first system was Nintendo. We went to visit my my uh, some relatives, uh, my dad's stepmom in Memphis, and when we were there. His stepbrothers had they had a Nintendo, and I got to play. And we didn't have anything. I was probably six years old, and they were talking about how they were going to get the Sega Genesis when it came out. And I told my my uh, <laughs> my step grandmother, I was like, "Hey, well, when they get the Sega Genesis, you I, you know, I'll take your Nintendo if you guys aren't using it anymore." Well, about a month later, sure enough, we had a package on our front door. My mom's like, what is this? And they opened up, and it's Nintendo with all the games. Oh, my gosh. And so I was like, That's yes. Awesome. That and, is awesome. And so I started playing it. Well, my dad was like, what is what is this? What is this, Mario? I'm, I'm going to start playing it. That's a and, great Doug Owen and, right there. And he, he, <laughs> he got so addicted. This was when he was in the seminary. He got so addicted to that game. Like, he would come home. He'd be like, all right, my turn to play. And he would kick me <laughs> off my own system. And I, would, I can remember laying Get in bed. Here, kid. Laying in bed and just listening listening to play that game and he, him and his buddy his, his buddy's day was mr guy and they were both in seminary together and they played mr guy was big into video games and they figured out this level you could go to where you you hit this turtle up against the wall over and over yeah. and over again to get 99 Infinite lives, lives yeah. yeah and he would do it and he kept playing until he finally beat it and then he beat it and he, he told my mom he said i'm never playing another video game again because that sucked me in so bad <laughs> like he was he was he, you know he was not doing his homework or whatever so that was my first foray in video games and uh the, the original nintendo so i feel you on that but my number three was uh i guess i'll go next since i, I cut in right there but it's your podcast <laughs> my number three was uh grand theft auto san andreas man I remember, that's I, a great one. i remember when i bought that game it was I, the best grand theft auto for sure I, I started with grand theft auto 3 and it was great but i remember when san andreas came out and it was just so awesome and i can remember thinking to myself this is the greatest video game ever. You could made. work out in that game. Oh, you remember that? Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh my guy was jacked, dude. Yeah, yeah you. Cute. But you could like get freaking Hulk Hogan buff in like forty five minutes. Oh yeah, that was great. <laughs> it was awesome. Man, that was such a great game. And I remember I would go to the casino and I would uh, I would put all my money, or I I'd, I'd figured out a system where I put some money on black 
and then if it didn't hit, then I'd put twice as much money on black, and then if it didn't hit, I'd put four times as much money on black and keep going, where eventually it would hit, and I would double up my money, <laughs> and then it worked every single time, and like I was like, man, I should do this in real life, <laughs> but if you have enough money, I guess you could do it that way, but anyways, I remember that game, and I played it a lot. And I, I remember my mom walking in one time, and I think I was like in in like the strip club or something, you know, <laughs> doing a mission. She's like, "What is this game you're playing?" I'm like, "I'm like, mom, it's, it's Grand Theft Auto." And and there was another time she walked in and like it's I pulled some game. girl out of the out of the car and shot her in the head. She's like, "Oh my gosh!" I was like, "It's Grand Theft Auto. What do you expect? I mean, you got to steal cars and stuff." So. Do what you do, man. I don't think she realized what she she had got me when she bought that game. Cold blooded. Uh, yeah, it was a uh, man. That was a fun game, Grand Theft Auto San Andreas. My turn. Yeah, sure. might as well. Uh, so, um, the probably uh, I try to think of the three that I definitely spent the most time playing. My uh, my number three was um, it was a uh, WrestleMania 2000 on Nintendo uh, Nintendo 64. Yes, yeah, great, great game, man. It had uh, had all the characters, every, anybody that you could want to play. So when they first started the whole like where you could create a wrestler mm-hmm. too. It took like six hours to create because you had to put all their moves yeah. in. <laughs> but um, yeah, that was uh, that was my favorite. Me and uh, me, and my friends put uh, put a lot of time into that game. That was about when wrestling was coming back and getting really popular again. Oh, so yeah. everybody had that game. Absolutely. And The Rock and Stone Cold, and, 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 and we played it well beyond after we quit watching it. Yeah, for sure, well beyond. Uh, so my number three, I'm sticking with kind of the formula of like just ones I played way too much. Mine was uh, also Grand Theft Auto, but mine was Grand Theft Auto Five. Uh, it was uh, it was actually the first Grand Theft Auto that I put any reasonable amount of time into, mainly because I was an adult by that point <laughs> and I was allowed to. <laughs> but um, that the thing that got me hooked on that game was actually the racing part of it. Like I rarely played the story. I was I spent most mm-hmm. of my time tricking out cars and racing them. So yeah, Grand Theft Auto Five. I'm more excited to get back to Ben's, honestly. <laughs> I know you're like, yeah, speed through this. What do you got? Well, you know, I, I'm going to stay true to it. I could make up a bunch of stuff and Google all kinds of current games, but I'm a kid of the 80s, all right? So I'm just going to own it. Mm. I've actually got, I'm going to pull a hunter here for my number two and actually say that it was a tie, and it really is a tie. These games came out at different times, but uh, super important for me as a fat, lonely kid, thanks <laughs> to Super Mario Brothers. Um, all right, tie between Pitfall. You guys ever play that game? Yeah. So the Atari Twenty Six Hundred, yeah, you know, I know the game. I never played it. Though. Yeah, it was it was pretty fun. Uh, Pitfall, and then later on, kind of at the same level for me, Tech Mobile. Oh yeah, Tech Mobile, really awesome. You know, you you would have fist fights. Here's what was great about that game, is you have fist fights before the game about who is able to have Bo Bo, Bo on the team. Yeah, you know, yeah. you're like because you have Bo, you're going to be able to run that sweep and win yeah. the rest of the game. So you had to figure out a game before the game, which made it really intriguing. But, uh, yeah, we played Tech Mobile a lot. Interestingly enough, I tried to take that love of football video games into the Madden stuff, and it just didn't work nah, out. Yeah. yeah it's a totally different experience. Mm. Yeah. Uh, Tech Mobile was huge. I still remember there was a guy on the Giants who could block an extra point every single time. <laughs> yeah. Did you ever see the video of somebody on YouTube and they were playing – and they handed the ball to Bo, and he literally they ran with him the entire quarter, and then ran across yeah. the end zone until the quarter was over. <laughs> uh-huh. No, I gotta look that up. That's how character he was. He literally <laughs> has the ball the entire quarter. But uh, I played Techno Ball a lot with that same guy, Mister Guy, and I can remember the first time I beat him, and he was so mad. <laughs> we gotta <laughs> you know, meet this guy. This, 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 uh, I don't, I don't know where he is anymore. But he, I mean, he was in his thirties, like a grown man, and I was six years old, and I beat him in Techno Ball. He was really mad about it. But in, uh, for mine, I'll, I was just going to say one, but since you 
since you went ahead and tied it, I'll go ahead and tie it. Whatever. Both of these are probably the games that I've spent the most time playing. The first would be the NCAA football uh, series. Um, well, you, I, you have to pick one of them. Just all of them. Just <laughs> Every, I, I, well, I started There's so many. This was, I mean, it was like four years in a row where I would buy the game, start a dynasty, and I would not stop until I had 10 years of dynasty. And I'm embarrassed to say that I would write down the stats at the end of every year so I could compare my stats. <laughs> that sounds just like you. I would, I would have guessed that anyway. I remember anyway. my freshman year of college is, is when I stopped because I finally realized, like, man, I'm wasting too much time doing this. But I had my stat book in my dorm room, and my roommate, I came in one day, he's like, he was looking at it. He's like, man, well, what is this? I was like, oh, give me that. He was like, dude, this is like, you got like 30 years worth of, worth of stats in this book. I was like, yeah, that's my stats from uh, NCAA football, man. <laughs> so that's when I realized, like, you know what? I'm spending a lot of time. But I would I would just start a dynasty and build a team up until it was, no, until it was awesome and I won every year. And then I would go to, like, the worst team in the NCAA and try to build them up. And I spent, I spent a lot of time playing that game. But – the game I probably spent the most time of any and probably ruined my high school career more than anything was Diablo 2. Wow, uh, that is ultra left field. Yes. Mm-hmm. Diablo 2 uh, was a computer game. If anybody knows, I got into it, and I would literally – I remember I was in ninth grade, and a guy in front of me uh, in my biology – we were in honors biology, and we would both – like we had tests the next day, and it would be like 9 o'clock, and we'd been playing together for like four hours. Have you studied for the biology test? No. Have you? No. I mean, we were putting up like some serious Fs on 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 uh, on exams, and I'm very lucky that I passed that class somehow. But I spent hours upon hours playing that game, and my brother played it with me, and we would literally almost get in fist fights over whose turn it was to play. And then, you know, it was about a year where I played it, and then I quit playing it, and then like an expansion came out like a year later, and I was sucked right back into it, and it was like another, literally like a year of playing two to three hours every single day. So, I mean, I have thousands of hours in that game, uh, and it's embarrassing to say, but it, it was it was fun. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we'll let you have it, man. We've, we've probably all done more embarrassing things than that. I can't think of any right now. But. <laughs> so, uh, so my number two definitely took up a lot of time in uh, college, and that was uh, Rock Band. And, oh, yeah. uh, wow, because the uh, yeah the house, uh, the house that we spent all uh, all of our time in, which a house I eventually lived in for a little while. We had a uh, we didn't have a TV. We just we pulled all the uh, um, all the furniture off of one wall, left one wall blank, and bought a projector. And so we basically we played Rock Band on a. Uh, on a screen the size of our wall and uh, I can remember my friends I didn't participate in in uh, this particular air quotes concert but uh, my friends decided that they, <laughs> my friends decided that they were going to do the 200 song set list oh no they started at uh, eight o'clock in the morning or eight o'clock at night and uh, got done sometime the next day played oh, 200 songs God. straight wow. through but uh I think probably the coolest story uh, about us playing rock band, though, was um, we lived, uh, this house was next door to this uh, this really old guy. I don't remember his name, but he was like in his 80s, and he would call the police on us all the time for noise complaints and stuff like that. So apparently we were playing rock band a little too loud, and uh, cops uh, cops came over, and, and they come in, and they're like, Y'all got Mississippi Queen on that thing, <laughs> and they and one and one of them played the guitar while while we played Mississippi Queen. Oh wow, that's funny. So he got done. He's like, "Y'all just keep it down." What uh, what instrument did you play? Oh, I wasn't very good. I played bass. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I had uh, I was big into rock band and Guitar Hero. Yeah. My junior year of college, I had shoulder surgery. I tore my labrum in baseball, 
And but I could still I had a, my left arm in a sling, but I could still hold the guitar. <laughs> in my sling. So this I, worked out I had, perfect. I, I didn't have baseball practice anymore because I was injured. So I literally played Guitar Hero all the time. Uh-huh. Oh man, I spent way too much time playing it, but it was fun. So I'm very very pleased that you said the Diablo thing because this is going to make <laughs> mine feel way less awful. But uh, so my senior year, Duke Nukem. No, although great game. Great game, yeah. Uh, my senior year, do you guys know the Elder Scrolls series? Yeah. So Skyrim came out that year, and I'd never mm. I'd never been like a big gamer before. Like I was always like a casual kid gamer. Like I played the crap out of NCAA, like you, Hunter. But I'd never done like the medieval cinematic type game like that. I got that game for Christmas, and I literally literally played for 27 hours straight i remember wow. i remember i Good know oh i know Lord. i know <laughs> it's not a pleasing thing to say <laughs> thought the 200 song set list was impressive <laughs> oh i know i'll see your set list you know. <laughs> the only reason i know is because it gives you um an update for your first 24 hour mark in the game like it was an achievement and i got it <laughs> first played through i was like well this yeah, is an I issue should, i should get some sleep <laughs> no my mom thought i was literally dead when she found me the next day so yeah that's she mine she found me wow. <laughs> I, yeah, I just i couldn't stay anywhere Would you go any hot in the woods to play this video game <laughs> no we, in our uh, in our old house we had back then we had a game room out back so i could literally shut the door close the blinds pitch black and just don't have any idea what time of day it is <laughs> the only way you can tell time is by how many empty Mountain Dew bottles there are on there. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm uh, eight Mountain Dews in, bro. So. That sounds like a very dangerous place to have growing up. Oh, oh, yes. Yeah? Yeah. yeah. That's where I had my first beer. <laughs> I stole it from my dad's. So Why don't you just go public with that, huh? Yeah, that's, it's whatever now. There you go, man. Okay, so I'm, wow, I feel like I'm going to be a buzzkill here. Uh, you guys remember the game Contra? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. It's definitely my number one because nice. of the intrigue of the secret code. You yeah. guys know the the secret code to Contra? Mm-mm, I don't. What? So you guys have heard of the game, but you've never played it, right? Right. I've played it, but not not a whole lot. What, like the Konami code? Yes. Yeah. Up, yeah. up, up, down, left, right, left, right. Yeah. So yeah. the one okay. that I'm seeing right now that's on on Mental Floss and actually Wikipedia, I think <laughs> I think some people were playing a trick on me way back in my childhood. I <laughs> thought at the end it had select start, but it's just listed as up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right, B, A. Yeah. There is no select start. Mm-mm. So they were actually adding two things in there, hopeful that I wouldn't actually get it before the game started. So to all you guys that were friends of mine on Pine Ridge Drive, I'm coming for you. What did yeah. it do, though? It gave you like infinite lives or 30 lives, enough lives to beat the game, Oh, to beat the level, to get to whatever the last thing was. But you just felt really, really cool if you were one of the guys that knew the code. And the game's pretty fun, too. You know? yeah. But apart from that, if you know, you know the secret code, and this was before that thing came out for the Nintendo where you could add it onto the games and it just gave you all this. Mm. It hacked all the games, which was pretty pretty cool and scary at the same time. But Contra was another one of those games that I was first exposed to in the huge arcade setup, like at the movies. And then you actually have it in your house. It was just a pretty cool experience for me. Side question. Did anyone play Pole Racer a lot on Atari? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Pole... Position? Is it pole position? I think or pole it's pole position. Okay. I have another side question. These NCAA games, are those the ones that Tim Bell's actually in? He probably you, is. Yeah, I, no, he, would, he wouldn't have been in any of them. He no, played earlier than that. No, 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 he did. He uh I went I saw him play his my first college game I ever went to, he was playing in at LSU. He was like ninety nine or something. He was okay. def, he 
Yeah, you could go in there and change the names. That's another thing I would do is I would literally take the time to change the names to the from proper people. quarterback eight to what their actual name yeah. is until yeah. they finally develop like a way to, to transport him in. But I spent mm-hmm. a lot of time doing that. Too. But <laughs> I, you could go in there and change his name to Tim Bell if you wanted to. We mm-hmm. should go find Tim Bell in these games and <laughs> see what yeah, his rating was, is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tim, I looked your NCAA rating up, bro. It's like <laughs> going at 67, man. What was that? <laughs> I checked it against Hunter's statistics, and uh, man, something's not matching up here. That's right. That's right. <laughs> All right. So we got to follow my contra with something a little bit less in 1982. Mm. So uh, I'll just say, growing up, you know, Chase, you're a little surprised. I was really big into video games. I played a whole lot. I had a subscription to Game Pro for like probably 10 years. Oh, wow. I knew all the games, man. Just lapsed I, last month, actually. <laughs> <laughs> and it was like after college when I realized, like, you know, I'm just wasting my time playing all these games and I quit playing, so I really don't play anymore. But um, I think my favorite game series of all of them was the Zelda games. I loved Zelda. I loved figuring the game out. And the the best one was Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time on Absolutely. N64. That was – I still think that's the greatest game ever made. It was unbelievable. I can remember playing at my house and going to my friend's house and, like, watching them try to figure something out that I'd already figured out and kind of laughing about it, you know. And, uh, one of those, huh? You didn't help out. You just no, watched them that's, suffer. That's the whole fun of it is trying to figure it out yourself. And then, you know, a bunch of people, they just go buy the game, the walkthrough, and so they could just walk right through it. But that's not fun. you got to figure it out. But – I, I beat that game probably three or four times, um, you know, at, at different points. But Legend of Zelda: Ocarina of Time. But in, really, any of the Zeldas, I, you know, on the Game Boy, on the Nintendo, I had all of them. Um, so Legend of Zelda is is definitely uh, number one for me. So this carryover, you actually a board game guy now? You one of those guys will play board games? I mean, I like board games. I don't really play them. I I, I, I think the last board game I played was Risk. Uh, Man, what a game! Uh, game of Jeez. Thrones version. I think. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. I take back what I was saying. <laughs> no, but Risk is fun. Risk is fun. Uh, yeah, but I do like board games. But I mean, you know. I think with CrossFit now, you get so much. I get so much of my competitiveness out in the gym oh, every yeah. single day. So I'm not really looking for, to do some more competitive things and strategy. Of, yeah. yeah, it's all kind of there. Yeah. So, but yeah, I, I mean, I enjoy a good board game for sure. I mean, I'll get sucked in. If you invite me over to play Risk on Friday, I'll be there and and I'll, <laughs> and I'll, I'll dominate. My, I'm going to bring my game face too. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Chris, what do you got? Uh, so yeah, my uh, my first is um, the NCAA football series for sure, and. Um, yeah, that was that was my my first love in life was football, and um, so I spent a lot of time playing those games. And once I got uh, once I got to college and got into a uh, uh, got into like a real offensive system, I got pretty good at that game because uh, I finally I kind of everything started making sense on why the why routes go a certain way and why you. Uh, 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 what to what to look for when defenses are showing you different things, and so I got I got pretty pretty good for a while. But um, I remember, uh, if I had to give it a specific version, it was 2013, I believe it was, or yeah, somewhere mm. in there because that's when the uh, the online dynasty came out, and um, that uh, what we would uh, what we would do is we would get the uh, we would uh, draw a conference out of a hat. And then put all the teams in that conference, put that in a hat, and then you would draw a team out of there. And so you basically got you picked a team at random. And so like you, uh, we were all uh, all of us were in the same conference. We had to play each other online. We were recruiting, uh, trying to pick up the same people and all that kind of stuff. Here's the question I have: Were you all the type of group that got excited when you pulled out Mountain West, or were you like, oh gosh? No, we actually I think um, who was I think it was still uh, was it 
still the Big East at the time. Maybe I, all I remember was like I was a, I was Rutgers. I know, or oh, yeah. May, yeah, and uh, it was a rough season. <laughs> <laughs> it's a hey, good thing you weren't playing against Hunter. That sounds like a, that sounds like a lot of fun. I mean, if you got something like that going on, I'm, I might have to jump in on that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like tomorrow. Yeah, uh, I remember in that game, I had one specific play that I could run, and it would work every single time. And it was uh, the deep outs with the with the inside guy running a post. Yeah, and if and if they were in a zone, I threw the post, and they, if they were man, I threw deep out, and it worked every single time yeah and i remember i uh it was a play action though so like like some versions if you ran play action you're getting sacked yeah no this one wasn't a play action it was how the a set and it was uh it was not a play action but i remember i uh i played my youth leader and i was i played a lot so i was really good and he only played some and uh he used to whip me in ping pong so i was like man i gotta beat him in this game (laughs) so i I wanted to make it as humiliating as possible so i let him be miami which was the best team in the game and i was jackson state (laughs) and i beat him 80 to nothing (laughs) as i ran that same play over over and over and over and he could never stop it and he just he never played me again after that but uh that was a lot of fun (laughs) jackson state uh all right so uh, once again, thank you for the Diablo thing because this will make my amount of hours in this game not feel so bad. I don't know, man. Oh, I don't care. Hunter has uh, requisitioned me. Sure. I don't know. That's Set the bar, Good whatever. Yeah. Use a phrase. Yeah. So my game is not as uh, nerdy. I'll say it. It's not as nerdy, but that's okay because the fact that I played it so long still is nerdy. But it's Rocket League. Have you ever heard of Rocket League? So it's essentially a um, it's it's soccer. This is oh, well, that explains so it. weird to explain, but it's soccer with like rocket powered cars. <laughs> I don't know. Okay, what you need to do is go look it up on YouTube and watch like professionals play it, and it's the most professionals. In- <laughs> yes, I don't care. It's the most intense thing you'll ever see. It is incredible. I'm more interested in seeing what these professionals look like. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. I thought we're you, in the mainstream now. I don't care. Well, this speaking. was that it was less nerdy. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Speaking of professionals, like, have you noticed that ESPN has started posting like highlights of the professional gaming league on their Instagram and stuff? Yeah, and, uh, they are struggling. I mean, it's it's like a big deal these days, gaming. I mean, I don't know how much those guys are making. I'm sure they're making a lot of money. Well, Chase just referred to them as the professionals. So You're, they're getting paid to do something. Pro- they That's are professionals. professionals man. Wow. They are. They got wow. like professional I mean, teams and all that. So all that someone stuff. on this planet is getting paid to professionally play rocket propelled soccer. <laughs> yes, <laughs> Ben. I'm, man. I've not, they're not money. even playing rocket propelled so- soccer. They're playing a video game of rocket. A video soccer. game of rocket propelled soccer. Man, it's a new boy. world, man. If the situation in Washington didn't throw you, then that knowledge certainly <laughs> will. Right. <laughs> So, yeah, that one's like, that's like your Diablo, that, or that's my Diablo, like yeah. thousands of hours. Not as much as in, anymore, because I'm kind of like, I had that epiphany like you had in college where I was like, well, this is way too much time to be doing this. But many hours were put in up until about two years ago. So, so that handles all our number ones. Man, what, yeah. a, what a great round. Yeah, so I'm, I feel less embarrassed than most outside-of-the-box segments. So what I'd like to do <laughs> is just drive this episode right to a close <laughs> before that happens. But we've got to uh, get to our weekly recommends, which I think I'm going to recommend Contra and just leave it there at that, you, you know, to try that code. Yeah. But what, what do we have today, guys, with our recommends? Uh, for me, uh, I, watched, I took Chase's advice. I watched Spotlight. It was a good movie. I also watched Moonlight. Because I was like, man, I hadn't watched these Best Picture winners. That was another good movie, so I'd recommend both of those. But for I watched this movie called Allied. Uh, have you guys heard of that Brad Pitt movie? I've heard of it. Uh, I'd heard of it, and I heard it was pretty good. So, but I didn't really know what to expect. 
Um, I watched it, man. It was a really, really good movie. It was also a very emotional ending at the end. So um, I, I think it was on uh, Amazon or HBO. I can't remember which one. Uh, but go check out Allied, the Brad Pitt movie. Um, it's it's high-quality movie. I really recommend that one. So I'm going to actually make a recommend of something that was just recommended to me two days ago that I haven't watched yet, but I watched the trailer and I've got to figure out how to get to this because I, I don't know if you can if it's on demand or what. But it's a show called The Terror. Have you heard of that? Have yeah, you watched it? It's um, who's putting it out right now? Uh, AMC. I think. Yeah, I think you have to watch it on AMC's website. If okay. I right. Okay. Yeah. So you got to do you have to pay to do that or what? No, AMC is free, but you got to catch it before they take the episodes off. Oh man, that's how they work. That's okay. the one where. Uh, where they're going to like the, the Arctic shelf or something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. And, uh, so when you go watch the trailer, one thing you need to understand is every bit of the show is green screen, or almost every bit except yeah, for like some maybe interiors. And that's stuff. pretty fascinating, mm-hmm. but it's yeah. nuts. Also, the story. So they're trying to find the Northwest Passage. Mm-hmm. They get frozen, stuck, stuck there, and so a lot of it's history based, but some of it they've added a little bit to it. But it seems like one of those shows that you were talking about, Hunter. I think there's only ten episodes, right? Yeah, it's like yeah, a mini series. Yeah, that's how they're doing like everything now. Yeah, so you don't have to have this huge time investment, but it's worth yeah. those ten hours or ten plus hours that you put into it. So I'm going to check it out. It, it came highly recommended, so I want to pass it along. Oh, wow. Yeah, that looks good. I never heard of it, but AMC they have a lot of good stuff on their on their. Yeah, it's, uh, I mean channel. the actors. When you look at who's involved in that show, you're like, this is this is going to be good. These are not B rate here, B listers. So that's all for our recommends. Just a couple of things that we're going to recommend out there, so you could waste your time, right? So because <laughs> that's what we're going to do: talk about uh, time management and then recommend some TV shows. But if you have the proper margin in your life and you're focusing your priorities, you should have plenty of time to catch an hour show once that's a week. That's right. Yeah. yeah. So here's what we're going to ask you to do, just to take some time, give us a great rating. It'll help more people find us. And even better, if you'll take some time to share this episode with people you believe will benefit from the information we're putting out on a weekly basis. So until then, we'll see you guys next time.